and welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again with your boy Gary Lips and my man Gio as always. Hey man. Hello, hello. No wittiness, no wittiness means it's been a busy week. Gio's got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, as we're rocking into our 100th episode, uh, we told you we had some surprises and we had some guests and it is great pleasure to introduce a uh, man I've known a while, big into wrestling, big into wrestling, uh, my man Curti. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me on. Much appreciated. Thank you for, for doing it. Um, I've, I, I know that you, uh, you have a lot of opinions I see on Twitter and the wrestling world. <laughs> Listen, any, any opportunity to talk wrestling, you know, none of my, not many of my mates growing up were massively into it. So uh, I've kind of, I've, I'm like a, I don't know, like a coiled spring. Just, I just want to spout all my opinions left, right and center. So any, any opportunity to talk wrestling is, uh, is a good thing. Yeah, you're in the right place for spouting opinions. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you are free reign here. We we don't seem to care. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, we're we're big in Iraq. So hey, they must like our opinion too. Big in uh, Iraq. Apparently so. That's that's uh, that's current. We've been all round. So we went through like we was big in Holland for a bit, and now it's Iraq. <laughs> we had a little bit of India. Yeah, they seem to like us. So I don't maybe know. the Iron, maybe the Iron Sheik's giving you a shout out or maybe, something like that. Maybe it's the Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start. Um, wrestling history. What got you into it? How old? What was what? What drew you in? Uh, well, I, I, I'm of an age now. I've just turned forty. So I oh. used to sit at home on a Saturday afternoon and watch some of the old world of sport, British wrestling, um, and like I enjoyed it. And it was you know it was always good fun to watch, but it never really gripped me. Um, that much, um, and then I was must have been around 10, 10 or eleven years old, and my my nan and granddad got Sky TV, and in Britain that was a big deal back in the day, right? So um, I remember going around to my nan's house, and uh, they were really into the wrestling. You know, like little old ladies, uh, sort of. You know, you, you watch sort of footage of really old old school wrestling, and there's all angry little old ladies trying to hit. The heels with their pan bags and stuff like that. Yes. Um, well, my my nan was kind of she wanted to be one of those little old ladies, I think. <laughs> so she was she was really into it, and I remember going round, and like it was must have been the first thing I saw was um, it was a warrior promo, um, and you know they used to do those old taped promos, and it was a warrior yeah. promo, and I think he was feuding with Rick Rude at the time. So I don't know when that was. It must have been around ninety one, ninety two. Um, maybe, maybe even earlier. It might have been ninety. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, but uh, I, I remember um, it was when I properly got into it was around the time of SummerSlam '92 because I had friends that went to that that event, and I just remember being so so jealous. You actually um, went over to the Wembley show. Interesting. Well, I I wasn't there, but I had I had friends who were there, so yeah. I just remember being really really jealous um, that they were going, um, and that was probably I just came into it, so it was just after WrestleMania eight I came into it, um, and the nineteen ninety two SummerSlam was the first one um, that I watched, and then from then it's just you know it's been nonstop ever since. So I've had periods where I've dipped in and out. I think as a lot of people have, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was when it all started for me. Was you was you a warrior fan? Would you say at the time, who was like the guy for you? My guy was Bret Hart. Um, so he, he won the he won the title off Ric Flair in '92, and it, it, so weird. It was a non televised match as well. I remember just turning turning on like superstars one weekend, and Bret Hart was the world cha- was was the world champion. I was like, what the hell's happened here? Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so he was he was my guy. Like, um, you know, he had the whole thing with Yokozuna and the the terrible finish at WrestleMania nine, oh. um, and then obviously going going on to win the title back at WrestleMania ten. Um, but yeah, he was he was he was my guy. So like, you know, the the kind of the superhero type guys, the Hogans and the Warriors. You know, I enjoyed watching them. But yeah, Bret Hart was always uh, was always my man. So moving through, when would you say how long was like the first stretch before you dipped out? Would you say when did when did it change for you in a way that you was like, oh, you know, because as you say, we all go through 
these peaks and troughs. You know, yeah. like, I just can't handle it. How long a stretch was it at first for you? You think I'm gonna I'm gonna say so. Um, I was pretty solid throughout the mid '90s when it was really bad, but I stuck with it, and I never really veered off. I was always a, a WWF guy. Um, so while you know. Well, it was all going on on WCW. I never really veered away from WWF. I, I watched the occasional WCW show. Obviously, Bash of the Beach 96 when Hogan came out and he turned heel and stuff like that. You know, that obviously drew my attention. But I was always very much WWF guy um, all the way through the Attitude Era, era until probably, I'm going to say shortly after Shawn Michaels came back. So what was that, 2002 maybe? 2002, yeah. 2003? Yes. Um, and kind of a, probably a, a solid five-year period um, up until um, up until maybe 08, 09, something like that, where I just wasn't really engaged with it. You know, I, I would still, I would always sort of dip in and see what was going on, but I wasn't really watching it um, week to week. Um, and even to be honest, even now, I, obviously, you know, there's 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 so much, so many options going on now. Um, that I don't, I don't really watch too much of the weekly programming, um, especially during the Thunderdome stuff. I've found that really, really tough to watch. Yeah, uh, a bit like but, football um, with no crowds. I, th- I think it's funny. As soon as they took them away, like from both football and wrestling, you realise like the impact that they actually have on a match. Like I've huge. probably watched a really good match in the Thunderdome and not noticed it because you don't you get hyped with the crowd in it don't you like i well, what, really what am I, strange one of my favorite matches of all time and it's by far a technical classic is rock hogan at 18 wrestlemania 18 mm-hmm. and i think the crowd made that match to be honest with you yeah. and obviously you know they 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 did they called the audible where hogan started playing uh, you know they they had sort of the role reversal if you like during the match um but that match, if you go, if you if you eliminate the crowd from that and just watch it on, you know, on muted TV, it's a terrible match. It's not a good match at all. But with you know, with the the pop of the crowd and and the reaction of the crowd, it just it it makes it so much better. And like I say, I watched WrestleMania 35, obviously in the um, Performance Center, and I just I've really struggled to get through that. I, I really like the pre-recorded stuff, the Boneyard match and the Five Five Funhouse match. I loved. Um, but the actual the actual wrestling in front of no crowds with no atmosphere, I really really struggled with. Yeah, it's been difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean, been very in, difficult. The beginning it was rough because they had no, they didn't even have piped in crowd, so it was silence and you'd hear like, ooh, ooh and that was it. Yeah. It, was, it was rough. Yeah. Although I, I feel you, for you, you bring up. Sorry, say again, there. Go ahead, Kate. No, go on. What are you saying? You bring I was up. just going to say, you bring up piped in crowd there. Can, can we all just agree that they can stop doing that now? Yeah. Like the crowds are back. Stop <laughs> piping in sound. But they, I think what they, are you doing? They had to do it at that Rolling Loud concert, didn't they? That crowd did not care <laughs> one bit about oh my what they God. were doing. And it's Jeez. a shame because, like, I, I've, I'm a big Carmella Mark. I think she has improved, one of the most improved over the last five years for me. Just like she was terrible and but she works really hard and it just was dead like it was a women's title match and that crowd are like we're not here for this but i also heard that they didn't really care for the rapid either like apparently the crowd was quite dead through all of it so but just the the the, 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 the staging of it was terrible wasn't it like mm-hmm. it just you know having a having a, a, a huge deep crowd and then a, a, a stage with sort yeah. of no crowd around it i just it just was never going to work no i I think it's like, like a when, test maybe for future things, but what maybe they could do wrong, but they got that one very wrong. Yeah. It reminds me of when WCW used to do like the uh, the motorcycle rally shows. And you could tell they weren't there for the wrestling. They yes. were there to drunk and rev their bikes around. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were there to be there again, like to be racist against Booker T and uh, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. that's all that was. Colorful <laughs> chance. I think it's WCW sitting there going, let's see how thick Booker T and Stevie Ray's skin really is. <laughs> the thing is, is they, took, they took the lumps on those because there was zero gate. It was a free event just for the bikers. So it was an excuse for Bischoff to like go bring his bike over to Bike Week, and they would just take the loss and be like, oh, it's a zero gate attendance. 
Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's really into his. He's really into his like his hogs and stuff, isn't he? So oh, he was just shot, like yeah. any excuse, any. Yeah, yeah. Um. So fast forward. Obviously, we we've touched on. Where do you feel the product, being a WWE guy? Uh, where do you feel it is right now? Like, uh, for, like it's two very different atmospheres. Like, if people watch SmackDown on a Friday, to the people that watch Raw on a Monday two very different shows right now like i would almost call smackdown the a show when it shouldn't be um for myself like i don't miss smackdown like i don't um but where do you feel it is currently and is it savable or do you think it's got to get a bit worse before it gets better listen it's definitely savable i mean the amount of talent they've got on the roster still even though they're you know intent on letting people go and then seemingly wanting to bring them back two weeks later um you know it's it's definitely savable. Um, like, but to be honest, if if we look at like the four what I call A shows of a week now, so you've got your Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and then Dynamite. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick two of those shows, and I'd, I'd like to get, I'd like to hear what you you would do as well. But if I had to pick two of those shows, the two I'd watch is NXT and Dynamite. Yeah, probably. I mean, SmackDown for me, I I I, I enjoy. I've always been a SmackDown guy, though. It's weird. I've always been Team SmackDown since it split. Um, I would always prioritize. So maybe I'm a little biased, but yeah, I have to say right now, the last couple of weeks, I've really enjoyed Dynamite. And I've been quite critical because I was a WCW fan. I was also a TNA fan. And I just, I don't want the same mistakes to happen again. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want the digging at that wwe I, I don't want them I... to just sign everyone that they leave which i think they've stopped because they've been a bit more choosy you know i was yeah. expecting a lot more to appear you know i i was i was expecting rowan to be there by now and other bits and pieces you know um more effort into the homegrown people they got like the acclaimed have they they can be something they 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 know their way around the mic work they know how to get the crowd going, and they're just there. Yeah, that that would be like I want to see because that's for me where WCW went wrong was they didn't build anything underneath these top guys that they had. Yeah, you know, and they had oh, but that's that's because they gave everyone creative yeah. freedom, though, isn't yeah. it? That's the yeah. problem. They yeah. gave everyone too much creative freedom, and so no one wanted to job for anyone because um, you know they were they were it would affect it would affect how much money they were taking home at the end of the week. Um, and I think, to be honest, when I started seeing people like, and I, I you know, I, I appreciate he's had a good week, but when I started seeing people like um, Matt Cardona show up, showing up on AEW, I was like, oh no, like where's this going? And you know, fair play, they didn't sign him. It was just a a, a temporary thing because they, I think they said to him, look, we haven't got anything for you. We don't want to misuse you like you have been misused. Um, and he's got off and you know done done great things especially this week yeah, yeah he's had a great week even though he's been hated for it i think it's great i think it's oh great my, you know? I, the video of him winning it this week yeah. he won that, right he wins that thing that crowd hated him so much that they were pelting him with full beer bottles mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they were empty yeah i no. saw a, i saw melts kicking off about that as well um I, I, saying about i mean i think it's just it's it's again, it's because we have a vision of Matt Cardona in our head, don't we? Like, he could obviously go, you know? Like, I think if you watch the match, you know, he can. He knows what he's doing. I think it's just because we've got this Zack Ryder vision, you know, a little bit. And you're he, like, he, what? He's beat Nick Cage? What? <laughs> he's also knowing how to get these fans riled up. He's literally calling them the universe as if it would be wwe it's yeah, brilliant yeah. isn't it yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of reminiscent of when doink went into ecw that time do you remember that yeah um oh and I, the crowd I, I, today he's posting a picture of himself wearing the title belt in front of the disney castle <laughs> <laughs> amazing really amazing what a heel what a heel yeah he's been great he's been great throughout the whole thing and i think uh, hats off to him for sort of reinventing himself and stuff but yeah i think yeah yeah i think smackdown and and nxt but i am enjoying dynamite more like to be fair smack the stuff they're doing at the top of the card is at smack in smackdown is great like the 
the whole, you know, what they're doing with Roman, you almost feel like they should have been doing it four years ago. But the, um, that's the thing. This is what everyone, if anyone's watched him in NXT, everyone knew that this Roman was in there. You know? Like, I, he wasn't very good at promos, but you could see that he, he if you leave him, he's quite cool and he's, he's a good heel. Like, and it's mm. showing now. And like, giving him Heyman has just made him better. I watched back to back. They did his promos, the first match with Cena, to the one he did Friday. And it's night and day, you know? Like, it's night mm. and day, like how far he's come on. I think it's because the pressure's off him a little, you know? I enjoyed SmackDown and the whole story they did this week where he was like, mm, maybe I'll fight you, maybe I won't at the end of the show. He was like, nah. You haven't been around. No, you're not worth it. <laughs> so, Although the best, the best thing on SmackDown, I thought this week was Heyman mocking the scene oh, of music, amazing. just walking off, going do 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 do. Absolutely class. He's doing what we all do when we see Cena. <laughs> no, we all do that at home, don't we? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was doing what we all do. Um, the Finn Balor element of that, though. I mean, everyone's been set that it's Cena Roman and Cena's around all this month. Even though it seems to be only dark matches right now, which we'll get into when we look at Raw. Where do you think Finn Balor fits into this? Because SummerSlam's only a month away. It's not like they need a distraction. Do you think he puts himself in that match? Do you think they're trying to do that? Or do you think it's just a distraction nah. for after SummerSlam? I think, I think he'll be a, a full guy for Cena on the way to SummerSlam when he... I think... Yeah, I, it, it, I, I... Well, I don't know, SummerSlam, I think they're going to do Survivor Series with Cena and Roman, and they're going to play this off. Uh, yeah, no, it's good like, to see Finn Balor in, in the mix, though, because, like, I love Finn. I love Finn. I think he went back to NXT, started enjoying himself again, and I think SmackDown is the perfect place for him right now. Um, just, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I want to... I wanted to. I wanted Cena to come back with fans are back because he's the right person to bring back when fans are back. But now that Finn's there, do I want to see Cena Roman so bad? I don't know. That's the only thing I hope is I hope they don't play out this demon thing because he doesn't need to be the demon Finn Balor all the fucking time. He's proved it. Yeah. I yeah I, the, the, yeah the demon. I I was never a big fan of the demon. I think it worked in NXT. I don't know so much mainstream. Yeah, a big. This is the thing you knew. You knew that, uh, as you know, Vince was going to get a hard on for it and just absolutely ruin it. Over, you know, do, overdo it. That's um, the thing. It works when it comes to a storyline part that he's gotten beaten so many times that he has to pull out his inner demon, his other side of him, in order to take out whoever it is. But they oversaturate it and they use it for no, for nothing sometimes. Do you know? Do you know what the part of the reason I struggle with like the main shows? I think on a week, you know, I'll still I'll still watch some of the shows occasionally. I don't watch them every week, um, but I, you know, obviously I'll catch up with what's going on. But um, part of the reason is like you know the production value. Um, obviously, you know they've they've got a huge amount of money. I hate those three D things that come up when whenever a wrestler's entering hate those and i also hate the amount the sheer amount of camera cuts that wwe main television seems to be intent on doing oh, it drives me it drives me at the wall and once you once you notice it you can't not notice it it starts to make you feel sick and the so camera think that, cuts have ruined some really big moments like they completely ruined edges return like that whole yeah. rumble bit was ruined to be fair yeah. like as much as we was all popping them camera cuts destroyed that they yeah had no it, clue where it was you're going to say AJ's Royal Rumble entrance as well, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. He's, when he debuted, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, camera's not even on him. They're on Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman Reigns like with a screwed up face like he doesn't know what's about to happen. And we're like, we don't want to see this. This is AJ Styles. <laughs> but um, to go back to your original question, I think I think in the build-up to SummerSlam, there'll be a Cena-Bala match, which will determine who faces Roman at SummerSlam. That's what I think will happen. So, um, you know, and it, it's a funny one, isn't it? In WWE, that will be seen as Balor getting a rub by being in a match with Cena, whereas actually it's just him doing a job for him. Yeah. Um, so A bit bit like what they, the only bit that, you know, they've got to watch on AEW is that Cody Rhodes doesn't become that guy. I think it's 
close. You know, like I, the Cody oh, Rhodes he... ego is the only one. They seem to have he... the others in check, but the Cody Rhodes ego is the one that would, you know, just rate in. Like for me, I've never rated Cody Rhodes as like an A star guy. I think he's left WWE in my, from a business brain, sold himself mm. perfectly. Like I think what he's done is sold himself absolutely perfectly to be that guy. But I just think some of the stuff that's happened with him, you know, just. Hopefully Malachi Black will get, will go over in that feud and so. and put an end to that because to be fair I know he's 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 gone over a few times recently but he's I mean who's he faced and uh, a go go yeah that was poor kid poor go go man <laughs> he wasn't ready but he tried the effort was there yeah <laughs> but yeah um right so moving on obviously Raw was last night um Raw is. Oh, I don't know. It just tends to get to a new low for me every week. Uh, I go into it now wondering how bad Raw will get this week. That's And that has never been a thing for me with Raw. Um, Raw was always the show. I still think the three hours... Do you know three, it was this week that the, it's nine years that they've now been doing three-hour Raw? Wow. Oh, that's crazy, and it's awful. Like It makes it drag so much um and the first part obviously the women's title stuff um yeah yeah i i, I after this week i i don't like it i i don't like it uh, it's it's a bit it's a bit much for me um, I, this is this is the this is the problem though isn't it like when you when you're putting the title title on nikki and i genuinely thought when she won money in the bank i was like okay there's there's not been a woman that's uh, won money in the bank and failed her cash in, right? They've got a hundred percent record. So I was like, clearly this is gonna be the first one to fail. So I was I was shocked that they put the title on her. And like it's a great moment for her, fair play, yeah. lovely. Um, you know, but long term, really, where's it going? Exactly, because uh, she just she come out, she's spouting this motivational quote stuff for Twitter. Charlotte's just come out droning on and on and well we'll just have Rhea show up because why not I just it just it leaves it all very predictable I it felt like it was an apology to Charlotte for having to drop the belt do you know that that's what it yeah felt like. and I, I I I don't mind Charlotte I know I I'm always on the camp of actually I think she's really good uh but that felt like it was an apology to her for being like the transition Rhea and Nikki Strong you know? Charlotte's so, so much better as a heel. Like I hate, I hate Charlotte, but I think it is because she's a heel. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so she's yeah. doing her job. But um, the whole Nikki thing, the the character, I don't like the character. And uh, you know, I, I, I maybe I'm not being positive enough here. I don't know. But, but you're right. Like when people look at or draw comparisons to the Hurricane and stuff like that, the Hurricane like was quite funny at times. Yeah. Whereas. This this Nikki character just seems to be, I don't know, like a two bob version of that without the comedy. Yeah. So I don't I don't get it. I don't get the character. I, you know, like I say, I was surprised when they put the title on her, and I can't I, see it lasting long. It worked for the hurricane because everybody knew that the hurricane, like the whole the hurricane's whole gimmick was, he was a delusional superhero. He knew he wasn't a real superhero, but he believed he was. Whereas they're going with this, where she's honest to God, just like, yeah, I'm no fucking superhero. I'm just wearing a cape and a mask because... Yeah, exactly. I and it was all the talk of, like, she's going to lead the change. And it's like, wait, what? So you're dressing in a cape, trying to change the women's division? Like, I, I don't know. It was just tedious for me. Like, the whole Imagine thing. if they put the world title on the, hur on the hurricane. Like, that would be seen now as a pretty dark era. <laughs> It'd be dark. <laughs> oh, that would have been... So good. Or he actually had him double choke slam Austin and Triple H in the Royal Rumble that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh see Hurricane was fun. Yeah, and then the Molly Holly aspect of that was fun. And when he was with Rosie, that was fun. You know, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be taken serious, but like watching Nikki's promo yesterday, she spouted these motivational poster girl stuff, and you think, wait, what? No, don't don't do that. Like that's not that's not gonna work. But I was reading something today, a, a, a thought out there, that maybe they're doing this to help her get back to insanity, Nikki, by her taking beatings and 
feeling champ and losing away and then going back to her darker side think it's that or do you think it's just they've heard her idea and let her run with it because it's making them laugh wwe don't book that long term come on come on do something like that i mean they showed a video of like her running into lashley after the bump and he was like word of advice stop listening to the fans i mean it would be cool because insanity nikki cross was great it was great he was great in the context of sanity though right yeah i thought maybe maybe yeah i was big on sanity and that that was I was as well. I, I was a big fan. To, to be honest, their theme music was right. It's Eric Young. Eric Young is the one that could sell that stuff for me. It was perfect for him. And the guy, the guys that they put, it was like a perfect thing. Again, yeah. I NXT. would have made Killing Dean another member of the Wyatt family if they wanted to. Yeah, could have done that. They could have done that easily. And Killian Dane, that what another waste. Just again, nothing. But do you think? So, like on that, like, do you think they've they've stockpiled too much talent, and they're now realizing that actually we don't need all this, so let's let them go and just work. We want. Do you think it's a bit of that, or do you think it's just guys like, wanting to leave? I feel like they've signed people just so other people can't, like other places can't get them, and these people are starting to realize it, and they're asking for their releases. Well, when when AEW first sort of came onto the scene or became a, a concept that you know was put in the public eye, all these wrestlers were signed. You know, you listen to like the revival or FTR um, and how they they spoke about it on I think it was the Jericho podcast. I can't remember. And basically, they were offered stupid money because you know there was a feeling that AEW were going to rock the boat. Um, and so they were trying to tie down the, this talent to all these long-term contracts. And obviously, with you know, you look at someone like Braun Strowman, who uh, who reportedly was on crazy money anyway. Yeah, he's um, over a mill, they're saying. Yeah, over yeah yeah, um, and they've let him go presumably to cut costs. Um, and and how you know in response to what's happened this week, they're they're. The, the chat is they're trying to sign him back up again. So. I think I think he's already re-signed. I think that's. I think they've already done it. For myself, I would expect him back any moment. Yeah, I I kind of feel. Um, before we go to the rest of all, as we touched on the signings, we may as well the biggest talking point while we're on AEW and signings, um, because you know if you've seen one Raw, you've seen them all. <laughs> CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Uh, pretty pretty big big news if they've apparently they're done deals almost chicago's coming up for them in september do you think both one no, i don't no smoke or i, I don't trust it because they've teased before that they were signing punk like they built the whole pay-per-view around we're signing punk he's probably going to show up well we're kidding he's not going to show up they've done this before yeah, he did. He did the. Um, was it before one of the all out shows? He did the. What's the conference thing that they have before? Yeah. Yeah. Something I did like running on like a little bingo hall thing as well. Oh, yeah. There, there was, was some, a... some indie show in Wisconsin yeah. that he. Oh, God. That he... Yeah. He, he, he masked up. He was mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because, I, listen, I'm a massive mark for CM Punk, right? Uh, I was, I was, uh, I was a bit gutted when he left. Um, I yelled at me on Twitter. Yeah, just been blocked by Punk. Oh really? Oh well. <laughs> Not only um, blocked, but <laughs> he grammar slammed me so bad that Dirt Sheets actually picked it up as <laughs> Cena Punk yells at Snarky Fan, and I <laughs> the most amazing thing that happened. Snarky fan, as you shall now be known. Yeah. Um, I wrote something like I was, I was drunk and I was like on my Twitter giving about. I think I wrote something to him like, "Hey, any advice to John Cena and his match against Rusev? You know a lot about I quit matches. You quit a lot." And he's like, "I know a lot. It's two words, jackass." <laughs> he um he loves the block button on Twitter. I think he, he even tweeted out once, "If you reply to this tweet, I'll block you." Or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm a massive mark for CM Punk. Uh, but I'd got, do you know what? In the last couple of years, I think, I'd gotten to the point now where I was, I'm okay with him not coming back. 
you know, I every time it was teased, I was like, oh, is it going to happen? And I was like, no, it doesn't happen. It's like, okay. And I, I mean, I've got, it's like, hey, do you want it? But when you get it, are you going to want it? Oh, I'm going to want it. Do you, think it might be, <laughs> do you think it might be a one-off, though? Or do you think it'll be a full-time thing? I feel in, in Chicago, maybe it's a one-off. Oh, no, I don't think I don't think it'll be a one-off. Yeah. I don't I, I don't see what <laughs> what's, he, what's he got to gain by doing a one-off really? Well, um, no way. If they're spending all this to get him, there there's no way they're using it as a one-off. No, I just can't. I can't see it. If if he comes back once and then doesn't come back again, like the whole cycle starts starts again, where everyone's just going to be like, "Is he coming back this week again?" Do you know what I mean? Like Do you think it all starts. That's where Punk is now. Like he's a massive troll. Look what he's done this week. He followed AEW, then he followed Vince, then he followed Tony Khan, then he followed WWE again. Like he's a troll. Like didn't live didn't, didn't live in it. color. Didn't live in color yeah, follow AEW yeah, as well. And live in color followed uh, AEW as well, which you know. Oh, that listen, album, I... by the way, that, that song's from big props. Great album. Yes, <laughs> yes true. Great true, album. It is. Yeah, yeah, my really childhood, good. that was a really good album. When I heard Punk's music, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. But the whole Mate, I, is actually really I'm, I'm so I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do like a, a watch along live for all out. Um and I appreciate he might come back on one of the I think there's three dates in Chicago that week. Yeah. Um so he might come back before all out. But I, I'm gonna do an all out watch along and I'm gonna pop like fuck when that music starts. Yeah, honestly. Because uh, it's been it's been a while. I just I don't know if I'm as hyped for it as I was a, a few years ago. That's that's the only thing. I mean it'd be good to see him. But I just, I think maybe some of, he's left it maybe a little bit too long for me. But yeah, it's still, it's still a big pop in it. And it'll be a big coup for them. But I yeah, think the, the bigger one, I actually do think is, is Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. I, I actually think that would be huge. That shows you really to me some got, big intent. Do you think they got him or do you think WWE is just signing him to a writing contract? Well, I, I, so I, I listened to, like the observer live stuff quite regularly um and i i appreciate a lot of you know a lot of it's kind of bullshit but um he they were sort of saying that basically they were trying to tempt brian because obviously wwe and new japan were toying with the idea of some sort of partnership um and you know brian i think wanted to wrestle in new under new japan yeah. as well um but i think that's kind of fallen through or or it's been kiboshed or whatever um and for someone like daniel bryan who let's face it i appreciate he got all cleared and everything but he's probably not going to have this the length of career that a lot of people would right yeah. he yeah. is at a point now in his life where he wants to wrestle some of these other guys you know he wants to wrestle the omegas he wants to wrestle the akadas he wants to wrestle the 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 um you know, a, a whole host of people, um, and I just think it makes it makes sense if he is allowed to to do that as part of this AEW deal. That it yeah, just it I just th- makes absolute sense for him at this point of his career, and that's what I think the appeal is for him. I think WWE have tried to get him because there's obviously there's a lot of links, like the the whole Bellas thing. You know, they've supported him, getting him cleared. Like they've they've done that bit, and I just think I think it's that. I think Daniel Bryan has clearly said, I haven't got many matches left. I need to do a little world tour. That is the place to do it right now. They... Do, you think, do you think adding him to the main event at Mania this year was like a, a carrot that they were dangling? It was almost like Maybe a... it was meant as that and turned into a goodbye, but I think it was a carrot, yeah. It was like, you know... But to be fair, like, you know, I, I'm not like... I get. I, I don't hate either one. Like I see some of the things on wrestling Twitter, and it's shocking. Um, I don't hate either one. I'm glad that there's competition. But for someone like Daniel Bryan, who else is there for him to wrestle on in WWE? There's there's none. You know, if you're coming to the end of your career, who would be the highlights now for Daniel Bryan? He's wrestled them all. You know, if he isn't ready to be that sort of go over guy to push younger guys up, there's no one left for him. You, as you said, well, the Amigas, the the Arcadas, they're the matches that Daniel Bryan needs to tick off now. I think. Well, 
great. Just don't have him attack Cody like everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to go through Cody first. Yeah, you yeah. know this. It's like the, that's part of the contract, isn't it? You fight Cody first. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like almost every debut that happens, it's the whites go out, they come back on, and the dude beats up Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Arn Anderson takes a bump, yeah, and uh, and we're off off at the races. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, I think Daniel Bryan, I think Daniel Bryan definitely goes there. I I just maybe it's just because of how well Punk trolls. I just feel like it's a bit of a troll still. I don't know. It's going to be know. interesting if all right, hypothetically, if they have both signed, it's going to be really really interesting how they're both introduced. Because you almost feel like if they do it all at the same time, does one dilute the other? You know, you almost yeah. want to have them both as though, you know, as those kind of as standalone special attractions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, because one would dilute. Like I think, you know, one definitely would dilute the other. I think it would be uh, quite obvious that it would do. But they've got quite a lot of shows coming up, and they this September one. It'd be whatever happens over the August and September. But I'm expecting Daniel Bryan soon, and then Punk in Chicago if they're going to do it. I think that will be the routine. Of course, Chavo, Chavo Guerrero back as well. It's not that flew under the radar. <laughs> they picked up Chavo yeah. as well. I'm really pleased yeah. he's with Andrade actually. Like I am really pleased. I, th- I feel that that dynamic works. Um, oh yeah, that'll be cool. And you know, if they're going into a feud with uh, Death Triangle and and I reckon potentially um, uh, Penta and uh, Ray Phoenix, they'll they'll turn on Pack eventually. I think. I love Penta. And, and end up being some, you know, some big kind of Latino uh, faction, yeah. Which would be cool. Which would, would be, be very cool. cool. Which would be very, very cool. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Um, right. <laughs> Moving back briefly to Raw. Sorry, we veer it off, but yeah, back onto Raw. Um, big, big news. This one I wanted to touch on. This you at the contenders match to earn your shot, currently against the champion. I hate that. Why? Why is that? Why has that become a thing? Like, if you beat the champ, you get to have another match to beat the champ. Um, they did it with Sheamus and Priest, which I feel has wasted a bit because I was quite hyped as for a mid-card match of Sheamus and Damian Priest because I feel like Damian Priest is definitely taking his opportunity. What do you feel about these contender matches though against the champion? I would like to say that I called this like months ago when you asked me where where they're gonna go with Damian Priest, and I said oh, I have a feeling he'll be a mid card guy by SummerSlam. Yeah, and I think it was obvious. I, I think Damian Priest has been great. Uh, I was a bit worried they called him up too early, but yeah, like beating the champ to get a shot at the champ. I mean, it was a nice teaser of what those two can do. I think there's obviously chemistry there. I mean, Sheamus is just an absolute workhorse. Like just. I love Sheamus. I just don't know why it's a thing. Like it always used to be a thing. If if you pin if you pin a champion, like you're probably going to be in line for a title shot, right? But why do they have to almost now make it official? Yeah, do you know what I mean? That match was made as a US title contenders match, Sheamus versus Damian Priest, and you're like, Sheamus is the champ. (laughs) Like it it just feels a bit obvious. Like who's going to win? Like. I, or why know, not just have two, you know, not feature, you know, stick Seamus on commentary for this one and have Priest beat someone else, you know, could, and have they, that have that as the contenders match. They could have carried on feeding Humberto into that. It could have been Priest versus Humberto. Priest could have won that. No bother. You know what I mean? Like for me, still gets Humberto on telly. I just mm. I don't understand because they, you know, they did it in the title match too, didn't they? Like, you know, if, if Charlotte beat Nikki, then, you know, it's it's just a bit too much. Me. Yeah, uh, well, because well, because they they've said that we're not doing fifty fifty booking anymore. I'm uh, not fifty fifty uh, automatic rematches for for champions. Hmm. It means they don't they're not hot potatoing the titles quite as much. I think because um, they they had no problem with someone losing the title one week and then winning it back the next week. Uh, yeah. you know, not not so long ago. Um, so from that aspect, it's probably good. But at the same time, I just I don't know. I'd, it's just weird booking for me. It's just really, really weird booking. Yes, yeah, lots of it. I don't mean, like the you know the Drew McIntyre gender feud, which is what everybody wanted to see. The way they're booking it, just annoying. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's not. It's not the way I wanted it to do. Like that Veer guy, though. By the way, like 
He's quite athletic for a, a yeah. British guy. I have to say, props to him. Like watching him against Drew, I was like, hold on a minute, actually, you're all right. And it's Although, funny, are we, are we, are we waiting? was actually on AEW Dark a month ago, by the way. Oh, really? So WWE are stealing them too. <laughs> Although we're all waiting for Heath Slater to come back about three times as big and uh, fulfill the, <laughs> yes. the prophecy, right? The 3MB yeah. prophecy. Come back and beat up Bobby Lashley. 100%. Get it done. Um, but yeah, I, 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 spoiling it because Jinder Drew, it's nice to see Drew's doing some other stuff though away from the title because like that was getting a bit much, you know. Like, I Absolutely. Get, they were going to ruin Drew if they carried on that. Um, what do we what do we think of the of Goldberg being back as well for SummerSlam? Well, yeah, I was giving him touch on that. Like, it's the Lesnar backup plan, isn't it? I, Goldberg's not going to win. I know what everyone thinks. Goldberg's not going to win. It's the backup plan for Lesnar saying no. And yeah. pull, out, pull out Goldberg. Unfortunately, they've got a stupid contract with him too. I think it's next year. He's got two matches a year, mainly because they wanted to do Saudi Arabia. So they're kind of stuck with him. So we're always going to see him. I mean, I know they've announced that it should be in Saudi Arabia in October. Um, it's just a backup plan. I don't see him winning. Like, I know everyone's saying, oh, it's Goldberg. He's going to pin him in like three minutes. But he didn't do that with Braun. He didn't do that with Drew. And I just feel that they put too much into Bobby Lashley. I say that. I said the same thing about The Fiend. You know, I, I did say it. But The Fiend never needed the title. I was glad that Goldberg took it off unpopular opinion but the fiend shouldn't have been anywhere near the title picture when he was first around and i think that's what spoiled that a bit but like, I, I i agree that it, i don't think goldberg will win no. but like beating goldberg a few years ago kind of meant something <laughs> you know and now does it does it mean as much really listen as um, long as he his head against the locker before he comes out to fight we're good <laughs> uh, he did get a big pop to be fair didn't he the, the thing is, I think, I think what it is is when you listen to people, they they want WWE to be like what we watch on AEW. AEW is the TV indie show. WWE is always going to be half casuals, you know. It's going to be half casuals, and a guy channel flicking that hasn't watched wrestling in a bit, he's going to know Goldberg. You know, they're going to know Goldberg, and I think that's the only appeal is to pull in casuals. But yeah, it's not it. It's not going to hurt Bobby Lashley. It's not going to. It's not going to change anything. Like, it's annoying because Bobby Lashley's in a really good space right now. This is the Bobby Lashley that I wanted since they resigned him. Like, hundred percent. I love Bobby Lashley. Always have. I think he's great. But he doesn't really need this. It. It feels like it's a backup plan. It's like, damn, Lesnar, we couldn't get. So fine, we'll just call. And that's what it feels like. And that kind of loses some of it for me. Um. I yeah. don't I don't like Lashley squashing former tag team champs like he did on Monday, like Benjamin and Alexander. I thought that was yeah. Was to be honest, I don't I still don't like the fact that they broke up the hurt business. I, they must have upset someone, Cedric and Shelton. They must Yeah, have, maybe. Because they've they've been squashed out to everyone. Didn't the Lucha House Party even be Oh Wow. You know, losing, losing to the Luchas. <laughs> if you were to tell me years ago that Shelton Benjamin would have been back in the scene, I would have been like, yeah, no. True. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. Uh, but it just shows, did it? Like, AEW are teasing Punk and Daniel Bryan, and we're getting Cena, Goldberg, and the return of Braun Strowman. Kind of shows, yeah. you know. I, I Although, know. did you uh, did you see the Undertaker's Instagram post as well yesterday? Oh, I did not. Oh, no. They're breaking that glass, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he, he posted a picture of himself in his truck just saying, oh, Monday vibe back to the grind or something like that. And everyone's now speculating that, obviously, because Saudi is coming back and the fans are back, that um, maybe wow. maybe Undertaker will have that one I last ride in front of I, the crowd. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Saudi because aren't the Saudi guys the ones that ask for, like, can we have Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> yeah, they wanted Yokozuna. That's why they had that random sumo guy in the in the Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> so. They were like, hey, can oh, we God. get Yokozuna? And WWE was like, um, hey, he passed away. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, when I saw that, and I see that they're announcing October to go to Saudi Arabia, I'm expected to see Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. I really am. 
Like to Wouldn't do surprise one, me. I don't know, but yeah, I I hope they leave that old man alone. Take his take his done for me. No, but did you did you watch the Take a documentary? Yeah, the last ride thing. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you, but you you get the feeling that he is still he's still itching to have that one yeah. last great I, match. Yeah, I don't the boneyard match. If that was the end, as he said, if that was the end, there's nothing wrong with that boneyard match. Him riding off on the bike. You know, it was a bit more not taker. It was a bit more. This is the person saying goodbye. I, I, but yeah, you did get the feeling that it didn't close that book in his head. Like his vision, how it ends, wasn't that boneyard match. I, I expect to see Taker one one last time. I, I didn't feel at the end of Last Ride that that was a full goodbye. You know, it was a really good documentary though. If you haven't watched Last Ride on the network, it was actually really good. Um. I liked the one-on-one interview that he did with Kane as well. Did you watch that? And those two were just chatting about the Brothers of Destruction stuff. That was really, really good. No, Definitely. I haven't seen that. Yeah, haven't yeah. There's it. like a Brother Destruction thing on the network and they're just chatting about how it all came about and their matches and everything else. Um, but yeah, that was that. Was that. So yeah. Um, okay, here's a question. We got a question come through that, you know, now you're on the show. AEW contracts, when they're up, 23 24 when the first time comes around do you see anyone defecting to wwe if so who oh um it, i mean it, it depends what kind of money and state wwe in in terms of booking um i think for some people it will depend if vince is still around mm-hmm. that wouldn't surprise me um but as as to who um that's a great question that's a great question uh i don't know maybe we'll see um maybe we'll see like maybe maybe someone like daniel bryan will think okay all right i've I've had my two years wrestling around the world wrestling a carder and an omega maybe you know but wwe is my home maybe that's where i'll finish up do you feel that way maybe with jericho Jericho, I think there'll have to be something. There'll have to be some sort of coming together for Jericho because he's got to go in the Hall of Fame, right? He's got to go in the Hall of Fame. And Vince kind of prefers to do that when, you know, maybe when they're not under contract with other companies. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I... I think I don't, it that, showed, that's going to be a really interesting one. Respect that Jericho still has by letting him on the Broken Skull session. Like, that was a big, like, maybe, maybe it's not, do you think maybe it's not as deep as, like, internet wrestling community think? Like, there is no competition. They're all hanging out, you know? Like, to go on the no. Broken Skull sessions is still quite a big deal with the way things well, have been. If that's the case, then Jericho's been working us on his podcast as well. Because, I mean, he. He's not been like overly critical, you know. He's still very respectful whenever he talks about Vince. You know, he might call him a bit crazy every now and again, but you know, he always sort of makes sure to call him a crazy genius. Um, but I think they, I think it's Cody they don't like. I think they like Jericho. I think it's Cody that they don't like because it seems like Cody's the one that keeps taking shots at them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Like the whole Triple H entrance thing with the throne and the yeah. and stuff like that although as you said Derry, i think that has calmed down a bit now i think they kind of they got that out of their system didn't they in the first year uh, so. and now and now it's kind of focusing on yeah because it, there, is the a cri- there is a there is a criticism that they are kingston one but that was really nothing i think people blew that out I don't think Eddie kingston was even singling out ww i think he was just pointing out what aew do you know, for me, like, they've been worse, you know, than what Eddie Kingston said about, oh, we, they know, other companies don't listen to their fans. Well, that could be anyone. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, or it could just be showing AEW that we really listen to our fans. I, I didn't feel that was as bad as the internet wrestling community let on. See, I said, in answer to the question, I said, if I was to say right now, I would say Lance Archer would be the first to go from AEW to WWE. If I okay, was to that's, guess. That's a, that's, that's a pretty good shout, I think. Yeah, I, w- I would say that. Him winning the US title, I think, maybe would help. Because get it. But yeah, I what think... A, what a match that was. I don't oh, know if you saw Dynamite yeah. this week, but... Yeah. oh, 
yeah amazing that's and that's what he could do like for me archer is is a beast like they booked him so wrong at the beginning but him and brian cage i was like super hyped i'm like yeah there we go non-wwe guys have got the bit about them you know and neither really has worked out until now as you say like and that and that and that's the criticism isn't it a, a, a lot of uh you know what you see about AEW is the fact that they are signing up a lot of former wwe guys and maybe that's partly because wwe did have quite a bloated roster mm. um but if you look at the top of the AEW card i mean a lot of it is is still the, you know some of the people that they created the company with you know so it's yeah it's, it's about um, how they make that transition when it comes away from the bucks and Rhodes and omega you know because like mm. omega right now like who's gonna be Oh, it'll be Hangman Page, won't it? Surely. Yeah, I hope so. Surely, hope so. surely Hangman beats him. I hope so. I mean, what a story arc that is. If you look at that story arc from start to finish, there's a Twitter thread going around, actually. It's fantastic. I, I'll, I'll link it to you after this. Um, of the entire, the whole story arc of Hangman Page. And it's, <laughs> it's brilliant. So, you know, that, hopefully, hopefully he, he, he wins the title off, off Omega. Oh, wow. Um, Deuce just in. Actually, while speaking of AEW, Vicky Guerrero has said she wants Ruby Riot on the roster for AEW. She's great talent, wholesome human being. Get her. So Vicky Guerrero has said, go and get her. Literally just I makes- Yeah. I thought Ruby would go to Impact itself, but isn't Impact just the B show of AEW next so. But they need they need that that is again, that's that's a, another area which is starting to improve, but it's been shocking for so long. It's the women's division in AEW. I think the problem no. was is they put all their all their focus on Britt Baker is going to be our star, no matter what. And they didn't do anything else around it. You know, it was all booked for Britt Baker. And hey, she's taking the opportunity and she's been great. And now they've realized like, oh, actually, we've got this great star, but there's nothing underneath her. So I think... The Thunder Rose has just signed, doesn't she? Yeah, it, they've got uh, her now. Exclusively, so. So. And there's enough um, yeah. good women out there that's, you know... You know, Tessa's still not got a job. I know she brings maybe some opinions, but she's still a very talented wrestler. Um, I still expect to see her on NXT myself, though, uh, if Tessa was to find a home. Uh, But it'd be interesting. But yeah. Um, Right. Gio, thought with a guess that you was going to get away from it, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Full Brawl 1994. (laughs) Couldn't have picked a more 90s WCW paper. <laughs> what? With the war games so, of the stud stable? Okay. Come on now. <laughs> the, the main storyline wasn't even war games. The main storyline was Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair having a feud and Hogan not be able to come because he got whacked in the knee like Nancy Kerrigan. How more 90s can you get with a reference of Nancy Kerrigan? Apparently, it was a whole thing where Brutus Beefcake had a mask on and whacked him in the knee with a lead pipe. <laughs> I think I know how 90s it is because I'm looking at the card here and I'm seeing Kevin Sullivan versus Cactus Jack. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, that was right. That was right. His last WCW match and then he went on to do Mankind. Yeah, that was. He le- the, the loser left WCW and Cactus yep. Jack left. Um, right, so let's go through it. Started Johnny B. Bad versus Lord Stephen Regal for the WCW World Television Championship. How was that? Uh, it, it's a typical WCW opener. <laughs> they, they, they get in the spots, you know. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Merrow really does look like Little Richard. <laughs> yeah, Mark Merrow, man. I felt so sorry for him. I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching, at the start of lockdown, I watched, I've been on route of watching every pay-per-view since the first one I watched, which was SummerSlam 88. That's the first wow. pay-per-view I ever remember watching. And I'm up to 1998, and I'm just seeing Mark Merrow just slowly disintegrate because Sable is like <laughs> the future. Oh. And you just watch the state of Mark Merrow, and you're like, Oh, this poor guy had no chance. Yeah, yeah. There's no way out from him. Like, didn't matter how they booked him, he just destroyed. It was horrible. Uh, they just had a mixed match. It was that like him and I can't remember who against Edge and Sable. 
That was the debuts of Edge where he would just come in through the crowd with his match and then disappear up through the crowd without really celebrating. <laughs> um, right, back to the card. Jim Duggan taking on Steve Austin for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Apparently, yeah, it was meant to be Ricky Steamboat. at the time limit. This is what you do to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> 35, 35 seconds. 35 seconds for this match. 35 seconds. Yep. Yeah. He literally came out was like, ah, oh, I don't have to fight tonight. I'm the U.S. champion now because Ricky Steamboat's got a broken back. Thanks for my belt. And then fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out, rolled him up, and that was it. Oh. Yeah. It was like, no wonder why Austin left months later. They just wasted him in 35 seconds. Yeah. Like, 35 seconds to Jim Duggan, you know. In two years, he'd be the biggest talked about name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all of and here they are. They got him in a 35-second match. Uh, then there was Pretty Wonderful, Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma. Oh my. Oh. Um, take it on Stars and Stripes. The Patriot, God bless him. Two of these guys have died recently, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. The Patriot died recently. Like, last couple of weeks, the Patriot And Orndorff. Yeah, and the yeah. off was last week, I think. Um, and Buff Bagwell. Paul Roma is awful, by the way. I would just like to say that. Yeah, Paul Roma was terrible. Awful. Yeah, terrible. His real name is, wasn't he Centipina? I remember chanting Centipede. They used to chant Centipede because oh. of his real surname. Um, yeah, he is terrible. He was terrible. Wasn't he in... Yes, he was. The only time I liked him was Power and Glory when he was tag-teaming with the Hurricane. Way back in the early 90s. Power and Glory was Paul Roma and the Hurricane in WWF. Amazing. I'm going to correct me, sir. It was, Her it was Hercules. Oh, Hercules. Sorry. Yeah, it was Hercules. Hercules and Paul Roma were Power and Glory. But... Um, One dude was giving the power slam and the other guy would jump off the rope and do the splash. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, then a oh, this one. Triangle elimination match to determine number one contender for the title. Vader yeah. versus Sting. Yeah, I'm versus gone. The Guardian Angel, who would. Yeah, was you're the not big getting any more 90s. I don't know if you guys in the UK know what the Guardian Angel is. Big Boss Man. Right. Well, <laughs> the gimmick itself. See, there's a real organization called the Guardian Angels. They're vigilantes, they're not exactly police officers. They have no, no law at all, but they like walk around with batons and they beat up criminals and muggers. They are vigilantes. And this was their way of getting around because they kept calling them all different names and WWF was just like, you're still, he's still big boss man. You literally just called him the boss. Then you <laughs> called him the boss man. Yeah, the boss man, and then it was the Guardian uh, Angel. Guardian Angel. I, love the fact, I love the fact this match went over over thirty minutes as well. Yeah, like you, you forget what an athlete Vader was. Like everyone yeah. kind of remembers him later on, but actually, the man could go. He could yeah. absolutely go. Vader was great. I think it was just part attitude, part face not fitting that stopped him from being a real star. You know, like as yeah, as it's well known, Shawn Michaels just refusing to drop the belt to him you know doesn't really help your cause um yeah it was uh it was a tough time for Vader but yeah he was a really good guy like really good wrestler like you know and that actually is a really good match to be fair but yeah the Guardian Angel still makes me laugh because it's the boss um and then of course War Games Dusty the road his son Goldust Dusty Rhodes and the Nasty Boys against the Stud Stable Terry Funk, Anderson, Bunkhouse Buck, and Robert Parker. In between that, they had the inter they had the big interview where they set up Hogan versus Flair at the next pay per view. Oh, really? That's the Halloween oh. Havoc, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. They were they like they reviewed him getting whacked in the knee, and then him like exercising at his gym, and then being like, "All right, Ric Flair, I'll put my career on the line against you." And like Ric Flair's at a hotel partying with women. Okay, and Mister. <laughs> Mr. T was the ref, wasn't he? Yes. And yeah. then, like, Hogan at the end of it, like, he pops up out of the gym and is like, oh, the knee is great now. I tricked him. <laughs> he thought my knee was bad. 
Oh, CWCW never really got it, did they? Bless them. But 94, <laughs> Tav Hogan at that time. I mean, it did cause a scene. And that's, I think that's all that worries me with AEW. Like, it, that's all that worries me is I've seen all this before. You know? Take all these big stars. Like, them signing Hogan, pretty much what Daniel Bryan is going to be like now. Like, man, at, coming towards the end of his career. Is it as big a signing as we all think? Or is it just... To be fair, I think I don't. I don't know if the egos are quite as big as they were back then. True. Like you know, you, when you hear the reports that you know, like the young bucks and stuff like that, they they were almost reluctant to win matches at the start, um, because they didn't want to be seen as putting themselves over all the time. You know, you can't be telling me that Kevin Nash and Hogan had a problem with that. So I'd like to think lessons have been learned, you know. I definitely want the guys that negotiated their contracts at WCW to do my next contract. 100%. They need to find those guys. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. But yeah, full brawl. And now, as your guest, you now get to pick which pay-per-view Geo gets to watch for next week to review. Yeah. Well, this is good. It's, an early, it's an early one in my wrestling watching career. Um... Ooh. And I would like you to review, please, the King of the Ring 1993 pay-per-view. Oh, Ooh, I can do. All right. First King of the Ring. Interesting. Yeah, it is the first one he's been asked to review. Oh, I love it. I love the I miss the King. This, yeah, this, I, is when, this is when the King of the Ring was proper King of the Ring, and you had, like, multiple, you know, people were fighting multiple times in one evening. You it still was the first time they did it on pay-per-view. Yeah. You still had, you know, you still you still got an intercontinental title match in there. You still got a, a, a WWF title match in there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good card. There's some really good matches in there, and uh, I'd be interested to see what you think about it. But yeah, yeah, it's actually a very good card. Yeah, I've just I've just brought it up. It's actually a very very good card. Interesting. Oh, smoking guns, love it, love it. This is one of them also where I can bring out the old VHS and pop it in too. There we oh, go. Superb. Superb. Oh, he's even watching it on VHS. That's, <laughs> that's the dream certain, right there. <laughs> certain certain pay-per-views I can do that because I have I have the VHS my oh. video recorder and so you, know, have you would never have to go through what we did, like getting them from Blockbuster, you're thinking, yeah. Rented out all these old summer slams from Blockbuster and stuff. That, that was me being a kid. I used to love that. Ordered them from Sky. Man, I miss V8. So simpler times. <laughs> uh, right, Curti, thank you so much. Um, oh, where... thanks, Abner. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It has. Been a lot of fun. No, it has. Uh, where can we find you? Twitter. Shout your stuff out. Let's go find you. Yeah, Kurti. just uh, just at Curti or at Curti FM on Twitter um and yeah just just wherever youtube kfm basically I, I stream a lot of fm stuff so it won't really apply to this audience no, but, i was gonna ask um, have you ever thought about doing more wrestling content yes i have and i will be doing more wrestling content oh. on on my twitch channel uh oh going God. forward so, so i've done yes. so, so yes. previously i've done a couple of watch alongs of like you know pay-per-views and stuff like that and it's gone down really well and my my aim was to kind of basically review old pay-per-views as watch-alongs on twitch mm -hmm. um but certainly with everything kind of hotting up a, a little bit now you know hopefully these new signings will elevate AEW and also make wwe take it to another level um you know hopefully more watch-alongs will, will be happening on my twitch channel so twitch.tv slash curti for that make sure you give the man a follow and he's a really nice dude actually you may not have heard it in this episode, but he is. <laughs> not what you say to me normally, so uh, I'll, yeah. take, I'll, I've got, I'll take I'll take nice. They're listening in Iraq, man. I've got to be nice to I've got, got to be, be respect got to be, got respectful. be respectful to the sheik. <laughs> shout shout out to Iraq. Yeah. And anyone listening. Yeah, you probably haven't understood a word we've said, but hey, thanks for bodding along. Um also, right. I, I'm gonna continue my mission of absolutely trolling JD from NY until he answers me. <laughs> Good luck with that. We'll follow that on Twitter. I see, I see you, sir. Keep trying. <laughs> Gio's on a mission. It's funny. I actually, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I sent Gio a news report on something called Bobby Lashley. I sent him a link to Twitter. I'm like, dude, check this out. And he's like, wait, who is that? I'm blocked. He'd been blocked by Ryan Satin and didn't even realize. <laughs> 
Gio is just going around getting blocked by wrestlers yeah. left, right, and center. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's kind of an ongoing thing. There's a list. Uh, <laughs> the list of Gio. I had Cornette tell me "fuck myself" and he blocked me. Uh, Sonny's blocked me. Tremendous. And on that Tremendous. bombshell, let's go see who Gio can get blocked by this week. But again, I'm thank going you. for JD from NY. Okay. I'm really trying. <laughs> all right Curti. again thank you so much sir um and everyone we will see you next week